I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders, and this is a getting through this special report, the day after National Sandwich Day. (laughs) A nation puts leftover bread back in the bread box, the mayonnaise and lunch meat back in the refrigerator, and our Earl of Sandwich costumes back in the washing machine. In other news, the election took place yesterday, and discussion of mail-in ballots has us turning our attention to the Postal Service and a feel-good story that shows how modern post office technology can enable us to see what was once hidden behind metal without the aid of X-ray specs. We have team coverage in Los Angeles and New York, where Scott Blakeman tells us all about it. That's right, Tommy. The unfairly maligned Postal Service has embraced space-age technology with its informed delivery option, where images in the envelope of your upcoming mail are emailed to you so they appear in your inbox before your mailbox. That's right. No more trips to the mailroom, only to be disappointed by the slap in the face of an empty mailbox. And the possibilities are endless for making good use of this newfangled system. Now, say you want to impress a lady friend. You tell her in your best magician voice that you can predict what the mail is in your mailbox. Now, you do this before the mail arrives to keep your magical credibility (laughs) intact. Now, when she sees the empty mailbox, you say, well, we'll come back later and check it out. And when you return, you open the mailbox and voila. The mail that informed delivery tipped you off to is sitting pretty in the confines of your mailbox, and you've no doubt impressed your gal in the process. Now, informed delivery does sound like the name of an action film starring Matt Damon, but instead it's your chance to impress your friends with your parents' psychic powers, (laughs) after which you turn to the camera with a big smile and say, thanks, informed delivery. (laughs) Scotty. My informed delivery story is a personal one. You see, I currently live alone in the Palisades with Oliver, my cat, and literally no one else ever. Normally, my wife would go through the mail, but she's in India right now. Yet, even half a world away, she can see what letters arrive at this house by means of this modern postal wizardry of which you speak. Informed delivery is a generic-sounding name for a dazzlingly futuristic electronic system involving computers and satellite communication, all making possible for my wife, who could not be further away without leaving the planet, to be certain that I paid the ADT bill. You see, Scotty, to understand why informed delivery is a modern miracle, you must remember we still receive bills and important notices delivered by hardworking postal employees. And in spite of this fact, well, there's no nice way to say this, Scotty, so I'll just blurt it out. I'm lazy, monstrously lazy, when it comes to opening mail. So I'm, I'm grateful for informed delivery, grateful in ways I can never know, or if I were to learn, I could never fully appreciate. Thus, I'm doubly flawed. I'm poor at reading my own mail and even worse at appreciating a new system that helps fix the problem. Yet, I'm still able to function normally in other ways. Well, you know, Tommy, uh, some might accuse informed delivery of being big brother, you know, knowing what mail you're receiving. Well, I welcome that. In fact, I would support 
going even further and having informed delivery premium, <laughs> which for a monthly fee would not only email images of the mail envelopes, but actually go inside and divulge the entire content <laughs> of the mail. Well, and that would actually be ideal for someone like you, Tommy, who truthfully need not be bothered with the mundane task of opening mail when your valuable time can best be spent on the inventions, ideas, phrase and cliche investigations that you perform so admirably on this podcast. Scotty, I, I can only dream of a day when a, a, a pleasant robotic female sounding voice simply recites what the contents of my mail and, <laughs> and, and in cases of, of uh, unnecessary mail just simply says junk and throws and, and uh, throws it out <laughs> robotically. With, exactly. So, with a dismissive voice too, yeah. on your side going like, oh, who needs that? Oh yeah. Another Valpac thing with coupons <laughs> that they'll never use. And they, so it's, they know oh, what they know you and they how, know what your attitude is. That's perfect that they actually have, uh, uh, that, that, that the uh, artificial intelligence uh, would be able to produce a voice that's sarcastic about oh, the yeah. male that is super, uh, unnecessary oh gosh you know uh um i mean and i get oh. so much of that so scotty it's a huge tsunami um and if, if go ahead scotty well i was, I was gonna say you know i jokingly said that she would dismiss the vowel pack and if for those of you who don't know it's it's those things you get in the mail and i, and I maybe call things in different parts of the country where it's filled with big coupons from local uh you know services and car services things like that and uh, I was mocking that and saying, well, I'll throw that away for you. And yet, Tommy, I have one waiting for me now through my informed delivery in my mailbox, which I'll get after this podcast. And I look for and I will go through it individually. Most of it I will not use uh, ADT security or flowers, but I'll go through them because, Tommy, I read every piece of mail and, well, sometimes other people's mail if they throw it in the I don't want any mail today box. <laughs> you mean, Scotty. Well, he, let's just um, help our listeners uh, envision your life as, a, as opposed to, uh, <laughs> say, somebody who lives in the suburbs. Um, my life right now, I have a mail slot out front, and the mail just drops into our little front courtyard area. Uh, we don't even have a mailbox out front, just a slot. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and in an apartment building in New York, uh, there would be a, this thing called a mail room. Yeah, which sub suburb people know nothing of, right? No, uh, uh, but it's a little room where all the various little little uh, mailboxes uh, are are in the wall, and you and you open right, isn't that? How oh it yeah, works? well some yeah, and some of them are gigantic, and and you go in the mailroom, and and at my building there's actually I went in the wrong one. There's one on one side of the lobby, one on the other, and I Tommy the anticipation. Can I tell you what I do? I actually take my mailbox key out. And hold it in my hand even before I enter the room because I don't want to waste a second in opening that magic box, that vault of treasures that awaits me. So I hold it. Everyone else is like, they don't have that feeling. And I, no. and I open it. And of course, now, Tommy, I know. But the thing, the great thing about informed delivery is that, yes, I know what's waiting for me, but that's double my pleasure, as they said from the oh, Doubleman Dumb commercials, which I yeah. found those women very cute. Uh, and I uh, never did. I could not understand those double. This is. Uh, <laughs> they were twins, uh, I guess. Obviously. They were twins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, uh, uh, before we get into the Doubleman commercial, though, yeah. I just, just want to quickly uh, 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 say about uh, 
So what you're saying, this is surprising and counterintuitive, and yes. and, uh, and uh, it's a bit of news, and I know that other podcasts are not covering this fact, but but when you see what may, and I see, and it is amazing, they they buy, they they take pictures of your mail, yeah, exactly, and, and 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 they send you photographs by email, and and Cece does this, you know, sends a, uh, they they go to India and she sends it back to me and say, hey, did, did you open this? This is from the <laughs> The, the 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 department of water and power hello you know and and um but uh but which is that, incredible as we said i mean here you, in india thousands of miles away she's telling you what your mail is exactly I mean, oh oh my gosh and and, to, and when she goes through that opening mail with cc overseeing it's like a boot camp for army rangers yeah. if the army rangers had to open their own mail and deal with literally everything that's sent to them <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would be like. Unfortunately, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they, you know, they protect the army rangers from that. I'm not protected. So CC has me going through everything. And Scotty, you told us that you look forward to your mail, but you never, this, this is fascinating to me that yeah. you never fail to read all that is important to you. As soon as you pull it out of the mailbox, yes, right away, you're, you're completely the opposite of me. I'm, I have to be dragged through the process unwillingly. Uh, and, and <laughs> And you, you look forward to it. But I just want to drill down on the on what you just said that you have double the pleasure because first you see what's going to be in your mailbox. You don't think that that's a spoiler alert kind of a thing? Well, it's a good point because I did uh, issue a form delivery initially. I heard about our friend Betsy Kadel told me about it for some reason. I just wasn't. Hey, it's not for a guy like me. I'm there every day. I'm in the trenches. I'm ready. I wait for the, when I see the mailman, I go, it's coming. So I, I was never one to be, well, maybe I'll check this one out. So maybe you would say I didn't need it, but no, it's to me, it's double the pleasure because I see, hmm, I'm going to get that reduced fare Metro card for the subway today. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to get that. And then, and it's then not he, like, yeah. yeah. And then I go down and I see it. And, and then really I bring it there. up. It's, it's, it's there. So that's, you know, because it could be. I think I, I see it. it. It doesn't show up. Yeah. That could be, but, but, you know, so it's there. So it's two great things. And then I don't open it in the mailroom. I don't do that. I, I um, come up and then I open up and there it is. So it's really three. It's three pleasures, Tommy. This is what I'm going to get. I see it. And then I physically open the envelope. So to me, it's not a, it doesn't ruin anything. It's just one more thing to, to look for. It's like a great trailer. Doesn't give it all away, but it gives me a little tip off of what's oh, to come. Oh, that's interesting. You're right. It doesn't give it all away. It just gives yeah. you the who it's from. You still have to open the letters and find out the wonders that are inside. I get it now, Scotty. It's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Until the premium thing happens, and then of course, then they will tell you. But I may not opt for that. That would be good. In, <laughs> well, in no, your we case. can only dream of, of of the day when they will when the, the, they open your mail and go through it and decide what's important, what's not. Uh, that that's a dream, Scotty. Uh, I, but for me, it, I think it's part of you know why why does this happen? I mean, I I envy you that you're that you're uh, capable of 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 enjoying getting so so much pleasure out of that which I find fearful. I see these things. Oh, I, oh, it's another thing that I'm supposed to deal with. It's not like I don't mind. You know, like I'm. Oh, darn it! Bills, bills, bills. It's more like I just don't want to deal with stuff where you open it and then you have to reply or yeah. Read well, it through. and but I I can't explain. It. I mean, you you hear my words, Scotty. Right now, you hear how I don't really have a coherent explanation for my well uh, male and, and phobia. 
And, and and of course, I could come off you know, like oh, I've got it all figured out. Well, as our listeners know, no, I don't. I mean, for example, uh, our listeners would wonder why I still haven't uh, read the Johnny Carson book or what? other books I've talked about. That's a different area, but no, I that's, can't answer that's that. The same area, Scotty. That's what yeah. I was going to. I said, yeah. I mean, I, I I envy you and your male, uh, your 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 male philia i think is the word i even shake my head like a gambler wondering wondering at a man who wins five hundred dollars and leaves the casino right you know no no inveterate gambler would ever do that and then no, probably no. look up with, with absolute astonishment at the at the rube who comes in and says hey i won five hundred dollars i think i'm gonna go spend it they go what <laughs> you're not just gonna lose it uh, what's wrong with you scotty i'm so not like that when it comes to mail i shun it i let it grow in the nail ma- that <laughs> n- narrow mailbox in new york and here in the palisades it builds into hillocks on tables desks and other surfaces that overflow with such unsorted with such like unsorted and unopened mail scotty both junk mm. and urgently important why why <laughs> And, and, and I do wonder, just as you, as you bring up, is what's wrong with me and the mail the same thing that keeps you from reading Johnny Carson's book? That mm. is a mystery, Scotty, but it's a mystery we might just be able to solve. <laughs> Scotty, and there's another mystery, too. Whatever happened to X-ray specs? Did they ever, <laughs> do, they, do they work? Well, you know, I think that's we need to really drill down on that. I mean, they were just fun to see. I never got that far. I would see them. Yeah, uh, well, you in the back of comic books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, has seen... anybody discussed these? Uh, 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 also, uh, I would worry that the X-rays would hurt our eyeballs. Well, yes, that would be my first concern because you don't want to be wearing X-rays. You know, the, the de- doctor and dentist steps out of the room when they give x-rays so the dentist always did so uh yeah no doctors do them. too doctors yeah are, yeah. yeah well and the nobody... x-ray technician actually the doctor right they all they flee they flee and they get out of there which is sort of the one thing we put up with like okay you're running out of the room and i'm the one you know so that's a question that but as a patient we don't ask too many questions but but yeah i don't know about the x-ray specs i do know tommy that um you know as you said well, what's the issue that you don't open mail i don't open the johnny carson book I don't really have the answer, but I will say, Tommy, and this is what I will say, that if you start to read your mail, and if I pick up that Johnny Carson book, well, I think you and I in the world will be much better for it. The fantastic book, and yes, mail. We should make a newsreel out of it, Tommy. That'll do the trick with a 1949 newsreel announcer so, talking about mail. So and That's what you need, and that's what I need, a, book, a newsreel about opening, reading books. Well, Scotty... In other words, what you're saying is that if we can somehow capture the energy of a 1940s newsreel about the giant effort to get Scott Blakeman to read the Johnny Carson book he was gifted many, many years ago. How many years ago was it? It's been, oh, it's probably seven or eight, seven I, you know, or eight I years ago. Yeah. It still lies unread, even though Johnny Carson was a hero to Scott Blakeman. Yes, and he would love the book. Well, page 62. And, and, and it's yes. written by Johnny Carson's lawyer, the bombastic Bushkin. And yes. it's very inside. And boy, do you really get another side of Johnny Carson that you never were aware of. However, yes. the book remains unread, much like the tsunami. And I know I've used that word twice. 
but I, 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 I don't know another word, a tidal wave. A hillox you used. I wonder what that word meant. You, earlier on, you referred to a hillox. Oh, hillox. This, yes. hillox. this reporter has never heard that word. <laughs> I, I was so excited to be able to use that word. Um, uh, I believe that there are small hill, hills, mm. um, but uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually going on my own interpretation of the words because I believe they used to be, it's a word that used to be used in, in early um, florid, written, um, erotic literature. Scott. Ah, well, they had some very L- good words. Hillocks, that, uh, the smooth yeah. hillocks. You can just imagine. But, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, to me, uh, uh, I needed a word to indicate that just the, you, you know what it's like when you have a stack of mail just on a, on tables, just flowing off onto the floor. Well, I guess I could say, Tommy, I don't know, except when I return from holiday and maybe... And then it's doubly amazing setting where the doorman or whoever would wrap up the mail in rubber bands and the postal man would because there's so many of it. And I get a lot of magazines, Tommy, much of it for free. So, again, I love it. But again, I, I get back to this. What you need and what I need is this. A 1940s newsreel will be, yes, the Postal Service. These young these men and women, neither rain nor sleet nor snow, will stop them from the pointed run. And, you know, you, and, and that would inspire me to It will inspire my, you to go, letters. you know what? I'd like to look at that mail. And then conversely, or not conversely, additionally, a book about, yes, reading. A book can open up your mind to a world of possibility. Even books about late night talk show hosts. I mean, they, wow. they didn't have that in those days, but, you know, something along those no, lines. But, but, but uh, as we know, we can apply the, the, um, the 1940s newsreel voice to modern yes. situations. Um, yes. Yes, the iPhone, that wonder uh, that you can fit in your hand. It's a window to the universe. You know, we can definitely yeah, uh, a computer modern things. But I want to drill down on something that you said, Scotty, that yes. really uh, uh, intrigued me. Uh, uh, and I'm going to I'm just going to uh, say that uh, I hope I got it right. I believe what you announced and this again, stop the presses. Nobody yeah. else is covering this. But you said that if I were to pick up my mail and, and, and you were to pick up the Johnny Carson book, you and I and the world, the world, Scotty, would be yes. better for it. Uh, Scotty, that's that's an exciting thought. And I, I actually hadn't even considered the fact that the world would yes. be better if I started reading my mail and you read that Johnny Carson book. It never well, you know, even the, crossed my mind. I'm ashamed well, to say that. And I, and I don't want to, and it's almost like, what you don't care about the world yes i do i do care about it but i guess i i just i guess i didn't see that how, how important my opening the mail and you reading that johnny carson book really was and scotty if that's the case i think we should be rewarded if we do this i think we should think about how we reward ourselves right if i start reading mail and you read that johnny carson book we but the question is how what well, would be would... the proper reward for reading a book that was gifted years earlier or mail that has arrived this very morning? Morning, Scotty, if I may. Yes. Given the drama of the challenge and the struggle to overcome it, I suggest, Scotty, a Zoom party where guests dress up in ties and tails or full-length ball gowns, Scotty. Oh, well, I think that's so. And that, Tommy, by the way, three weeks from now in The Times, formal zoom parties i've not seen it yet i'm sure give it three weeks because it's the times that's going to be in the thursday style section or the sunday styles 
that's going to be the thing. I mean, I've not seen anywhere else. That's the way to go because everybody's so tired of this sweatpants thing that we've talked about uh, many times. So, yes, I think that's the way to go. But I, I, the reason why I bring up the world, let me just say, I don't think I would have connected uh, your not reading the mail, my not reading books to the world before the podcast. But I see everything we do, Tommy, every day as very modestly helping the helping mankind. And that includes women and trans and everybody. But uh, and what it is, is Tommy, that we are bettering ourselves, but yeah. you're open your eyes to mail. So and then you do the podcast. So in, it's a you know, it's a, a chart. We could follow this PowerPoint. Everything that comes out, everything you've gained will help the world. And for me, everything I read on those pages from page 62 on, as, I, as our listeners know, I'm up to page 62, uh, will open my eyes to Johnny, then Bombastic Bushkin, <laughs> and it will help everybody in the world. So yeah. it may not be direct. Well, well, I mean, that's it. That's I think yeah. that's the leap, I think. Uh, some people listening to this podcast may not know that you, when you say that that it'll help everybody in the world, you've worked it out as to how specifically it will help everybody in the world. Like what? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and, not, and, yeah right. not directly. It's not just I don't... rhetoric. You, you're, no, you're no, 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 no. Specifically, the world will be a better place if we, if you read the Johnny Carson book written by Bombastic Bushkin, and that I uh, open my mail. Yeah. Doesn't that make you think, yes, let's have a party. And uh, I, uh, uh, obviously it's going to be, you know, champagne and, and, and ties and tails and, and, and so on. And, and some uh, uh, a podcast or some Zoom um, string quartet, you know, playing some, you know, string quartet music. It's very classy. I see it uh, because yeah. we're talking about something that. In a sense, and I think we should invite, and I know this is going to be controversial, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, to um, open a big can of angry worms. Uh, uh, oh. I, don't, I don't even want to open a can of worms, period, but definitely not angry worms. No. Um, but uh, uh, the, the, uh, it just seems to me that if we, if we do this, uh, this, this big uh, bash, let's say, this Zoom party, why wouldn't we invite some people from the Nobel Committee? And I know that it's, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's playing, you know, that's playing fast and loose with Nobel Prize rules. But why couldn't we just invite them? I don't see there's anything wrong with inviting them to our Zoom party to, yeah. to, so you, oh, you're, you're on board with Well, that. yeah, I know. And I've said many times, the last thing I would ever recommend would be unfairly influencing the vote <laughs> that way. And I believe in the Nobel process and, and all we that. You really do. But, and I... but certainly, but we have, as we've said many times in the show, we want to befriend the princess of Norway, all the wonderful people in Oslo. <laughs> in fact, I was even listening to Oslo radio the other day. Oh my God. App now, radio Garden from Amsterdam. And you can literally <laughs> move it, move the app to any spot of the world on the map. And I got, I landed on Oslo and oh, I thought, oh, this brilliant. is what the Nobel committee listens to yeah. so I listen to a few <laughs> minutes of jazz from Norway and and so I would share that with them I'd say do you listen to this particular oh, station you know you're and, already and, figuring out your small talk uh, yeah it's a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> and uh but again in no way is it like here's a five buy, buy a pretty dress honey and then we'll get a Nobel Prize no there's nothing like that it's like we like these people if down the road they say 
oh, we, we, we love you to win the Nobel Prize. That's fine, but it's certainly not influence peddling or anything like that. We no, just well, want... that's, that was my fear. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night. You know, uh, yeah. that we'll win the Nobel Prize and then somebody will tap us on the show. You know, while we're, while we're, you know, everybody's giving us a congratulations and some guy with a, you know, some gumshoe taps us on the shoulder. Hey, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you have a party recently? And we go, yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Why? Yeah. Uh, did you invite some Nobel Prize? And then, you know, I mean, it's a huge scandal. That's what that's my my nightmare scenario. You get because it would it would kind of spoil the fun of, of winning a Nobel Prize. If somebody, you know, brings up the Zoom party. Where oh, more than more than kind of time, because we would put that up on a pedestal, literally uh, one that we can reach but still it's on a pedestal uh yeah i think if the thing is it's we're so we want to be friends with them so much yeah we want to be friends with joe and kamala we spoke about that earlier on before uh they are on the verge of hopefully winning we just like them and wanted to be friends so well we need to get we need to be friends with them quickly before they get uh, well, we put it out there. Well, you know, you know, right in the beginning, so we're not Johnny come lately. That's like, what I want. That's the exactly. Yeah. That's I don't yeah. want that Johnny come lately uh, imprimatur yeah. on us because yeah. if we can just get friends with them before they become, you know, they, they say the oath, oath of office. That's the key because then we can say, well, we were friends with them before they were president and vice president. Right, and we even did it even right. before the announcement. Hopefully tonight that that. They will be our new president, well, vice that, president. Uh, we, so you know. you're you're hopeful that they'll listen to this podcast and then just become our new friends. Is that well? I hope that they listen to the initial one. I could see maybe they didn't, but right now they're probably nervous because they're waiting like the rest yeah. of us. They're probably uh, not thinking this, about uh, our podcast. Yeah, we're talking Wednesday night, uh, uh, around seven p.m. Eastern time. They don't know, so they don't want to just watch CNN. They'd rather hear us oh. talking about the things we're talking about. Yes. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, and they may not get back to us right away because, you know, you have to make speeches and all that. But uh, and it's, we just want to be friends with Joe and Kamala. We want to be friends with the Nobel people, not to give us. We don't want to be secretary of the Treasury or secretary of Congress. No, we just want to be friends with them. Right. And this, and the same token, we don't want to demand you the Nobel Prize. We like to be invite them to your wonderful idea of a formal Zoom party. And if that leads to a Nobel Prize, fine. But we're not. Uh, right. And rules. Exactly. We're, and I would yeah. I would invite the Nobel Prize people just because I think they'd be fun to have at a party. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. my only interest in inviting them to our Zoom party to celebrate the fact that I'm now reading mail and you you are currently reading the Johnny Carson book written by Bombastic Bushkin. Yeah. Well, we certainly should throw a party for it. And I totally agree. If well, Zoom of course, party, we're going to throw a party for it. But I mean, yeah. it's just a question of who's on the guest list. Yeah, and it should be very formal, and there will be witty banter as befitting uh, oh, any party yeah, we would have. that. Uh, yeah. We got to bone up on our witty banter. By the way, boning up, I, I, I don't know about that term, Scotty. Uh, are you a fan of the I never, no, nope. uh, no, I, I, I probably have used it carelessly, maybe, but I don't find it, yeah, the, the, the bones, I mean, yeah, I, bones. yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't find that a, a comfortable thing. Uh, no, but. and especially, I'm glad it's not, probably originally it was uh, human boning up, which I think is really like human bones. You don't want, you know, I'm glad no. that they shortened the expression to just boning up. Yeah. Right? Sort of like, I mean. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not negating the need for bones. Believe no, me, I'm the last no, 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 no. Yeah, but 
but uh, really, you've that's never, what like. You've yeah. never uh, spoken out against Bones. No, ever. I want the full compliment <laughs> of Bones for me and, and everyone. But the thing is, I mean, when you say I'm boning up for this, like preparing, like why, why it, that's a cliche we need to really yeah. examine because I don't see how, you know, that's what, how did that get where it's gotten today? Oh, that's my yeah. what, what on earth? How does that work? And these cliches, they, they've just been going through life. You know, we've been saying them mindlessly, and, and yeah. it makes no sense. Boning up, what is, how does that mean? Why not just say study? You know what it is. People get tired of saying the word studying. Yeah. They just, uh, and, they, and, and all they came up with was boning up. Uh, yeah, and I don't even, I can't, is it archaeology? Is finding other bones? Right. I, I don't see Boning. where, it be, I don't even see a hint where that would have come from. So <laughs> as, as we've done over the, these many shows, Tommy, we yeah. applaud the cliches that yes. work. We, we, we cherish them, really. But the ones that are just out there by sheer laziness and people yeah. not calling attention to them the way we call attention to it, I think they need to go or right. uh, I don't see it, the point. It, or, uh, yeah, they, and just actually replaced with better cliches. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, I, I, and, I, and honestly, I don't have an idea of a better cliche or a better term, uh, a better new term for boning up. Right for studying, right? It's studying. Yeah, be a bad bone up on your history. You study and I don't... something. You you study for something, or I don't know why. Why you, I don't, the precise definition of boning up, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I don't like the whole thing of bones. I don't like to be reminded that I have bones. I don't know about you. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, you glad that it's one of those things. You glad that they're. And let's <laughs> leave it at that. You know, and uh, yeah, because then it makes you feel like, wow, I don't even want to go outside. <laughs> You know, I don't want to move because I've got all these bones that I, you know, I mean, it really is debilitating. So I say, okay, I have them. Great. Tell me once. I'm glad I have them. Uh, and that's it. And if they Leave break, it. then obviously you're aware of them and you walk. Well, then we'll deal with it then. And, yeah. And you talk about We'll deal it. with only the bone that specific yeah. one, not all of them. Right. Yeah. right. But uh, if, uh, but yeah, that, the idea of having bones is, that, so that is the big problem with the term boning up or bonehead. I don't like that. Yeah, no, that's even worse. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and um, although we, we, our skull is a bone. Let's, and the idea of right. skull and bones, that's wrong because yeah. the skull, the human skull is a form of bone. Yeah. It should be skull, Which is also known bones. as bones. <laughs> it could be just bones, including the head bone. <laughs> I mean, that could be. Yeah, the, that's the, exactly. Yeah. But uh, they think the it's, too, it's a club secret club yeah bones including uh, the head bone that's true and uh, head yeah bonehead is is this a description yeah it's not a you it's know, not, yes like, it's a not really an insult if you didn't have a bone your head would be like an inflated uh, a, a balloon a deflated balloon yeah a that deflated would be something. that's what it would be like it'd just be this like a deflated basketball you, you, you wouldn't want that am i right no Scotty? so actually yeah, so it's a compliment to yeah. Bonehead because yeah, you got it, you got it all together. It's so. a real compliment. Yeah, yeah I think what we're saying, Tommy, is you got a skull and your head isn't just like a deflated basketball. Yeah. Well, I think what you're saying is a real deficiency in our study of bone-related cliches. And yeah. I, for one, and maybe I'm being rash here, but I'd say good riddance. Uh, they don't really help. They don't no. make you feel good. Uh, you know, maybe they have to be phased out. I understand that. You don't want to just all of a sudden, you know, it's there, it's over, and you can't use it, but. I'd like to see it phased out by 2025. Uh, wow, that's soon. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's when well, cliche time it is, but I feel it's so unnecessary. Let's speed up the process. Uh, I, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's going to have to be engineered out, and and we'll we'll have to have observers that go around and you know actually monitor people's speech. That's going to be, and and I think these people, it's it would be a great job for somebody just out of college who want you know to be a a cliche observer to make sure that these cliches really do go the way of the dodo bird well exactly and i think cliche observers are the job of the future and that's going to be the new growth industry well because obviously no one's been observing them for centuries we are we are we need more than you and i thousands and hundreds of thousands i mean that it'll be a full employment type of a thing because you you just will need so many people out there going to parties going to anywhere where people are talking with each other and yeah. and anywhere where people use cliches and writing down and finding out monitoring are these cliches i mean do people still say oh you you bonehead or i'm boning up on this or that i mean those are the two today's examples but there's so many other cliches that we oh, exactly. come up with that, and and then there's the question of well do we want to tell people what to say and what not to say. And, 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 and I don't think that's what you're saying, Scotty. I think No, no. And again, there's also the question and, and you know, you're a, a cliche, you know, monitor, but you're at a party. So you don't announce you. You're not like a narc, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. You're just blending in, having a good time. And then the question is, what if you really had great conversations with people, but you've got to go back home and write it up. And that's your job. <laughs> And that's the dilemma of the cliche uh, yeah. monitor. I mean, and you lose friends that way. You do lose friends that way. But, yeah. but you have a higher calling and it's a more important yeah. job. And and eventually the only, your only friends are other cliche monitors because they're the only people <laughs> who great. really get your life, you know. Yeah. Well, also, I'm thinking for these times, they could also double as contact tracers too just to you know uh, have that uh, oh that's interesting yeah i mean just for now for these next few months and hopefully it's like those guys who drive for lyft and uber yeah you know well uh, yeah uh, or local car service too some of them yeah well uh Uh, see yeah see what i mean but we've created a new job time which could really uh so we help the economy hugely scotty hugely because we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be both cliche monitors and, as you say, doubling up and being, um, you know, contract. Yeah, well, because they'll be out there. Content. So, uh, you know, uh, double. Th- and again, hopefully only for a short while, that part of it. Although the cliche monitoring part is forever. Well, so, uh, you know, eventually we'll, we won't have any more bad cliches. But the key, well, we'll, we'll have to go into a lot of people are going to be wondering, OK, what if you get reported for a cliche for saying, uh, I have to bone up on something. What happens to you? That's obviously a topic for another podcast um, episode. Yeah. And this isn't a criminal kind of thing. This is to help people. We don't want no, to no, no. prisons up with people. Exactly. No, no. Happen. Nothing like that. Just to help people. To or even jails, out. Scotty, or even reform schools. Let's Nothing. Yeah. No. Or, or, or no, even uh, public service. Um, doing public service. Well, maybe. No community maybe public no. service. No, it's just pointing things out. And I think and helping and hopefully uh, there'll be a better Any training, Scotty. Um, sort of well, I, cliche I think, camps. Um, oh, well, we hate to. Uh, there'll be uh, an educational component, certainly uh, of eager people who share our love for uh, good cliches and who want to question those well, that aren't quite working out. That's what the cliche monitors would do. And I know we're running out of time here, but 
uh, they would they would not just report them to the to a cliche triumvirate. That's what people. That's the nightmare. We're you know scenario that oh, uh, no. the people who are opposed to what we're doing will try to conjure up that. But no, it, I think they what they what they should do is right on the spot offer up an alternative to the cliche. Say you, you could say that, or you could say I'm studying intensely. You know, something like that. Exactly. And that's how new cliches are born. So that's what they're doing. They're facilitators. Yes. There's no criminalizing. There's no punishment. There's nope. nothing. None. It's just helping people. Helping. It's social workers. It's really a social work, I'd say. Oh, well, 100% yeah. social. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're, everything we do, Tommy, is to help people without uh, any prison sentence. I think that's what we're trying to do. And that's what we if, if we can today. If, 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 if it's, uh, uh, if, you know, only after we've exhausted all other avenues do we go the, the prison route, but only after, right? I mean, we, we, we are not about prison sentence. And I would say that we'll, we would never even get to that because what we propose is merely just trying to make things better in terms of That's cliches. Right. And, for, and also, and when you and say never, you don't mean never under any circumstances. I mean, well, surely there's be- some. I mean, we well, unless there were some prison. other violations, but not sure. just cliche. And fr- if we found other violations along the way, uh, then that might be uh, something else. But well, what, and our ultimate goal, Tommy, is just to also help the cliche and phrase writers who don't get the recognition or the money. So that's a, a component right. of what we're trying to do, too. Uh, so it's all part of that and making cliches better for uh, you and me and, and mankind. And that's what we do. On the show, that's why we're going to have a, a, a Zoom party and invite uh, people from Oslo. Uh, yes, and part informal of the uh, yeah. we're. So definitely. Uh, well, Tommy, this has been a, a party in and of itself, and uh, uh, until uh, tomorrow, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blake. And every single day, I'm Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.